0: Welcome to The Fuqua Show, for the stories, the lessons, and the passions of Team Fuqua. I'm Thomas Cheng, and today I'm here with our two orientation co-chairs, Kareem yep. Ragab yep. and Joyce Akambi. What's up, guys? Yep! Hey!
1: Hi, hi, hi. Are we excited for
0: today? Are we excited for orientation?
2: I'm not excited for today, but I'm excited <laughs> for Wednesday and Thursday and Friday.
1: I am excited for this entire week. It feels incredible oh, to be back in... What is your problem? You didn't have to one-up me. Well, I <laughs> you i just just have not. I'm just to, to be me. back in Durham. The weather is nice. I was in the UK and it was not nice. And now I'm in a very hot country. So I'm loving life at the moment.
0: Who are your two orientation co-chairs this year? We have Karim Ragab, who's a second year MBA student in class of 2024. Originally from Maryland, he worked in finance and investment before coming to Fuqua. He's passionate about sports and is spending his summer working with Duke football. We also have Joyce Akambi. Who's also a second year, class of 2024, originally from Nigeria and the UK. She worked at vehicle subscription startup Drover and car marketplace HeyCar before coming to Fuqua. She's spending her summer working in strategy at CIBT Visas in the UK. Kareem, what's something that folks listening might not know about you? Maybe one of your 25 random things.
2: So my dad and I, I guess my entire family, we sponsor or at least like we created a well, like a water well in a village in Egypt that we personally finance and and make sure that there's clean water. So it's kind of like a passion project that like my entire family is behind.
0: Very cool. How about you, Joyce?
1: Okay. I'm really sorry. I'm not trying to off on you, but I'm going to do two. So my first one, I failed my driving test three times and all of it was when I had to navigate roundabouts. So in the UK, we have a lot of roundabouts and my first one, my first driving test, I failed like two minutes into my test, literally coming out of the test center and, yeah. Oh, my other one is that I only got into Fuqua because I literally created a podcast and then sent it to admissions when I was waitlisted.
0: Incredible. And if it makes you feel better, I also failed my driver's test as well. Three times? Not three times. <laughs> it's, just it's just one. Just one. She's
1: always got a one-up,
0: yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited again to have you both here to learn a little bit more about you and hear about your first year at Fuqua as we get ready for orientation and welcoming the new first years in the yeah. class of 2025. I'll start with you, Kareem. How'd you end up here at Fuqua to begin with?
2: This is a great question. How did I end up here at Fuqua? I would say when I was looking at criteria of where to go to school, it wasn't just like what most people, I guess, would assume, oh, what's the best school that I can go to? And maybe for like the cheapest price, because you get a scholarship or whatever. But honestly, I looked at a lot of things that I think would affect my day-to-day happiness, like the weather, the food, what type of people go to these schools. I'm also like very big on school spirit and athletics. And Fuqua and just Duke in general, Big Duke has that, right? Like It is a major sports school. The food is incredible in Durham. The weather is amazing. And so I took minor things that aren't necessarily the most important things to look to when you are applying to business school. But I took all that into consideration. The the food and the weather has exceeded my expectations, actually. It was not cold at all this winter, which is fantastic. The food is phenomenal. There's still places that I'm discovering after We've been here for almost a year now. I didn't know RTP or what is it? Called? What do they call it? The triangle? Yep. Research triangle. Park. I didn't know how up and coming it was. And with Apple like building a $2 billion campus here or whatever, like it is really, really up and coming. So it's just an exciting time to be here. So it's definitely exceeded my expectations.
0: And how about you, Joyce? How'd you end up in this random place?
1: So very similar to Karim, actually, I once had a school in a town or a city that was poor. And most of the top business schools in the U.S. actually just happen to be in very cold regions, with due being one of the few ones that that is in a very warm place. I wanted to leave the U.K. because I spent winter in the U.K. after being in Nigeria for a year. And I was like, this is not for me. I cannot deal with a harsh winter anymore. And also food. I'm a big foodie. Not so similar to Karim, I don't think Durham is a great place for food. Also, one of the main selling points for me for Fuqua was a huge support system for parents. I'm not a parent, but my sister was also applying to do her master's at the same time as me. She has three kids and she was really struggling with getting to a school or finding a school that had strong support system for mothers. But then I remember jumping on a call with Fuqua and they emphasised on like, Parents do not have to do this alone. They have a strong support system. You will literally get someone to babysit your child. And that just sold it for me.
0: I wanted to ask you both about your first year at Fuqua, all of the things that you experienced, all the things that you went through, the people you met, the ups, the downs. Maybe Joyce, for you first, what was most rewarding about your first year?
1: Um, Oh God! If not the food. What was most rewarding about first year? I love traveling. and. I would say that the best thing about first is I now have a group of girls that also love traveling as much as I do. And I know they're literally a text message away from us planning a trip to, that we probably cannot afford to a different country. So that's been the best part about Fuqua, like creating this travel buddies to go anywhere with
0: where were some of the places you went last year
1: so we managed to do puerto rico as our first trip and then we did jamaica we also did utah for skiing and then with some of them we did south africa together they also went to iceland but i chose to go to japan without them so we did We i would say we did a few countries to be you, fair you
0: certainly did yeah how about Ukraine, most rewarding part of first year
2: For me, it was the ability to get involved in as many things as I have been and currently am for mentored studies, like independent study, which was a class that I took, which was helping mostly Duke undergrads, like build their social media presence, how to navigate NIL deals and doing just like really cool stuff like that. Like when you come to business school, I guess you expect, oh, I go to class, I make friends and professional connections and then I get an internship. And, yeah, there's clubs, too, that you keep in mind. But when you come here, there's, like, so many different things that you can do that are completely outside of that. So, for me, that's been the most rewarding.
1: What's NIL?
2: Uh, Basically, student-athletes weren't able to get paid by, like, any outside source. Other, I mean, even schools weren't paying student-athletes. They were just making money off of athletes. So, schools could be making tens or hundreds of millions on basketball, football, all athletic programs, and then students never really saw a scent of it. But as of recently, like a couple of years ago, the NCAA now allows students to be able to like strike deals with anywhere from like Crocs, like there are football players here at Duke that are sponsored by Crocs or what's that chicken place, uh, Zaxby's, like places like that. So now kids can make money when they're to 18, 19 years old and be able to do it legally.
0: Well, speaking of it's athletics, Krim, I know that that's something big for you here. You're working with Duke football right now. You're going to be one of the co-presidents of Media, Entertainment and Sports Club. What's that been like for you at Fuqua?
2: It's been really cool. So over the summer, I work in the scouting department specifically. So really, I do a lot of data analysis, watching film on prospective students or basically high school football players. We have basically a scouting report on every player that has a potential to even touch the field. So it's really, really cool. And I say all that because it's really, really cool to be able to step out of like the traditional business environment and get to do something that I'm like really, really interested in for the summer. And in terms of being MES co-president, I don't know what that's going to look like <laughs> yet. We have some events that are coming up, like a watch party for week one against Clemson. And I think going back to the question you asked me earlier, like Duke allows you to do something like that when you go to another school that's not athletics-based at all or focused at all. I couldn't imagine that they have those opportunities, right? So all in all, it's just,
0: it's been great. I like that, this idea that, business school and the MBA it doesn't need to be the cookie cutter, what everyone else is doing or what you're expected to do.
2: Oh, yeah, I've done nothing of what everyone Same. else is doing. Like, <laughs> and it's a little, it's kind of risky, or at least it feels risky to me, right? Like, it's anxiety provoking a little bit when everyone else is doing something like consulting or banking, right, going through like, the quote unquote, traditional path, And right, like, that's what people go to business school for. And then you almost feel like, oh, I'm doing something that no one doing, and it's making me uncomfortable, right? So yeah, I guess it's just like the feeling of not fitting in is natural when you're doing something like that. But here we are a year in, I got one more year of it. Who knows where I'll be after that, so. yeah.
1: I just want to say, because as someone who fell into the peer pressure of going down the consulting recruiting path, if you're listening and you're a first year student and you find yourself not interested in doing the IB recruiting, the consulting recruiting, or just anything that's traditional, please look for second years that did that because you would need that support. And it's really important to stay true to what you wanted to do pre-fuqua and not let yourself get blinded.
0: Can I ask you, Joyce, what that was like for you in the first year in terms of deciding what to do and what to focus your time on?
1: So I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew I did not want to do consulting. However, on Wednesdays, which is when we didn't have classes, I saw a lot of people like getting dressed to come on campus for consulting events and i found myself like getting formal so that's how i ended up then recruiting consulting which i didn't get luckily or luckily i'm not sure (laughs) i'm still not sure if it was like a blessing in disguise but i didn't get it i'm still trying to debate if i'm going to re-recruit consulting this year i have my personal reasons as to why i want to go into consulting without going too deep into it but if i'd if i had my Way I would have done startups or private equity, which is probably something that I would do in the long run, like further down the line. Like, you don't have to do consulting, is essentially what I'm trying to say.
0: Well, with your story, Joyce, of trying it, it didn't work out. There's a lot of challenges like that in business school. What were some of the other challenges that you will encounter during the first year? Oh, that's a tough one. I feel like I don't want to be too redundant,
2: but yeah, like feeling like you're not necessarily living up to what everyone else is doing, especially people that do like MLT, which I feel like. We should talk more about MLT. Are you familiar with MLT? But yeah, like it does a great job of like rewarding people that are really deserving of these roles. And they, some people came in, you know, first day of orientation, they already had offers. So I think I definitely struggled with like that. Am I doing something wrong? Feeling.
1: I really like the fact that you said people that are really deserving. So MLT is like a diversity program, I believe. Yeah. I think people believe just because like you take a diversity quarter. That's why you've been given the opportunities that you've been given the opportunities, which is not really the case.
0: Joyce, any other challenges from the first year that you can reflect on now?
1: I really struggled with recruiting, but I think a lot of us did, especially given the job market this year. I struggled, A, with not knowing exactly what I wanted to do. I think most people came in knowing exactly what they wanted to do. And when it comes to recruiting, my One piece of advice to people coming in, maybe not class of 2025, class of 2026, is have an idea of what you want to do. Because when recruiting starts, you kind of have to hit the ground running. I didn't have that. So I was still trying to figure it out by like September when everyone else already knew what they wanted to do. So I struggled with that and ultimately didn't actually get my internship until June time. So that was a huge stress factor for me.
2: Oh yeah, that sucked. Yeah. Yeah, just in time recruiting is torture. Yeah, like was I that didn't YouTube? get my. Yeah, oh yeah, like in entertainment, which was what I was aiming for, which pretty much dead this year because of the economy. Anything in sports entertainment is pretty much like mostly just in time recruiting. So I didn't get my official like go ahead that I am good to start working with the team until June or something. And at that point, you're you're right, your hair is falling out of stress. But yeah, I mean it was stressful as hell. I mean when January, February, March is like flying by, and people are picking out apartments. Like, what am I about to do? <laughs> like, yeah. I still don't know where I'm going to go. And like, let's say I did get an offer. I wasn't here in Durham. What what would I would have done? I don't know. But like, let me figure it out.
1: I think like, also at that point, when everyone else is recruiting, there's this solidarity with each other. You're all recruiting together. But by June, you're more or less the only person. Yeah. Well, it felt like I was the only person recruiting. And I knew Kirvin was still recruiting. So there was a little bit of support there. Oh, yeah. That was stressful. I will say that... Some of the comments about still recruiting so late in the game made the experience ten times more stressful. But if you're in the position of recruiting in, in June, you already are stressed. So I don't need. Some people were like, "Oh my gosh, why are you not stressed? Why are you still having fun?" That <laughs> was like, "What's wrong with you?" It was like, "Why are you traveling?" And I was just like, "Because if I travel or stay in Durham, like." if I don't get a job, I'm not going to get a job. So why should I stay in Durham and not get a job? Why not be in South Africa and not get a job? At least I'll be in a completely different environment. But some people's reactions to the lack of having an internship for their own timeline was what stressed me out. Because I remember one day I was like, oh my gosh, I'm stressed because apparently I'm meant to be stressed based by someone else's reaction to the fact that I don't have an internship. But that was stressful.
0: Well, that's a good point that everyone's truly on their own path, Mm -hmm. on their own timeline, Like we said earlier, there is no one MBA journey.
1: Honestly, like your MBA is actually your own experience. If you want to do more traveling, do it. Don't watch what other people are doing. Just really create an experience that in five or 10 years time, you're going to be so proud that this is how you designed your own MBA, not designing it based on what other people expect you to do.
0: Yep. With the recruiting until June, I know we're going to talk a lot about well-being and stress management during orientation, but any tips there?
1: So for me, I became besties with the gym because I realized that I was sleeping into this depressive episode of... Actually just feeling very defeated by the environment of everyone else having an internship. And I was so happy for everyone that else that had that internship. But just, again, being in limbo of not knowing what I was going to do. Like, do I need to sign a lease to start sooner? Can I go back home? What am I going to do? So I fell in love with the gym. I was going to the gym like four to five days a week. And I know I was sharing on, on Instagram and people that became a gym head for like vain reasons, but honestly it was for my mental health. And that kept me so sane. Just the one hour on like treadmill or doing the Stairmaster allowed me to think of other things outside of recruiting and just step out of my own head. So I think like my one advice for first year is it's going to be really difficult because you're going to have coffee chats, you're going to have events, but try to keep on top of just being active. Even if it's 30 minutes outside, just stay active
2: go to CAPS Center for Counseling and Psychological Services on campus. So it's right around the corner. I'm a huge, huge advocate for CAPS. You'll actually, whenever we have our event fairs, you'll see me at the CAPS table because I work closely with them. I've got my referral for a psychiatrist and a therapist through them. They actually gave me a list of people to call. And even though it did take a little bit of time to find someone in the area that was available, but like I have my therapist now, she's incredible right? And if I didn't have that weekly, I don't know what I would do. I really need that weekly talk. And like, I need that professional to be able to also rationalize the way I think, because sometimes I'll have a certain feeling about something. And then I'll be like, am I crazy for thinking this? And luckily, she's just such like an intelligent, well-rounded person that can be able to put things in perspective for me. So shout out, Emily.
0: So last question about the first year at Fuqua, Mm -hmm. what was most surprising for you two?
1: You want to go first? Yeah. Okay. So, a few guys big. There's like 400 people. It's impossible to get to know everyone on a deeper level. But like, what's been so surprising for me is how selfless people are. I've had people offer to drop me to my 8am class even when they didn't have a lecture themselves. I've had Kareem, who is you <laughs> yeah. know pointing at himself, picked me up from the airport yesterday, which I deeply appreciated. And also when I had COVID, which was like the first week of summer term, I didn't know anyone and a lot of people reached out to me just to ask if I was okay, which made the experience less lonely. For me, I mean get kind of along the same lines. I think like the
2: faculty and staff has been really great. I feel like in class or even when you go talk to them one on one, you're you're like it's just a different feeling. You're like, this is this feels great to be in this person's presence. You know what I mean? Because they're so they have so much to add. Not just about obviously the class, which they know like the back of their hand, heater knows accounting, like no one's business. But like If you talk to him one-on-one, he's hilarious. He has so much advice to add. They feel like not just professors or staff or faculty. They also feel like mentors in a way. Mm
0: -hmm. How do you think you grew the most during your first year?
2: I think my ability to just like put my head down and realize you're not handed anything. You're here and that's a great accomplishment and you'll be given the resources you need. But at the same time, if you're not putting in the legwork to get to where you want to be or to do the things you want to do... And I think that's there's an example in just about everything that I do that's not necessarily like cookie cutter at Fuqua. So I think like the really rewarding things are stuff that you kind of just have to put your head down and send shoot some emails. You're not going to get responses to everybody, right? So I think my ability to just be like, you know, shoot shoot your shot, you never know.
1: I think my answer is going to be weird and also come across as a little bit more negative. So I would say my first week at Fuqua, the people were like, Introducing themselves and said they were type A. I've never heard of that before. So I was what? like, yeah, because it's not common practice for people in the UK to be like, hi, I'm Joyce, I'm type A. That's not common here either. But then, the, the <laughs> different like person that is What is type A? Is it like a personality type?
2: Yeah, I guess.
1: So that came up and I was like, what is type A? And then I started to realize, like, I actually don't fit into the type A box, which most people at uh, Fuqua are. And I think maybe my biggest lesson is just being like, accepting that I'm not a type A person. And at Fuqua, if things need to be done, there's always going to be someone that is, eager to do it so not to be left out of leadership positions you also have to just like like you said like put your head down and sign up for it you don't always have to take all the leadership positions it's okay to just let someone else lead and to follow yeah because at the end of the day we all came to view who are as aspiring leaders another thing I would say that I learned is that very very weird but I no longer seek academic validation I have a science background and that's literally all I've ever done but I think I realized it's okay to just go to class and learn and not learn because I want to get SP or HP, just learning because it's fun to be in that environment of learning without having to worry about, I need to perform a certain way in exams. And that's been, it's been very liberating.
0: So you've given a lot of great advice with your reflections over the first year. You talked about customizing your journey. You talked about managing your stress, especially if you're recruiting late, managing your mental health and wellness, developing relationships with faculty, stepping up to lead. What are you looking forward to? What are your goals for the second year?
2: One of my biggest goals, if not my biggest goal, is to be able to secure a job offer in an industry that I'm actually like truly, truly interested in. And honestly, part of it is going to be up to luck. But I really want to be able to be very intentional in my job search. And I feel like first year, I wasn't as intentional as I could have been. I think I just didn't approach it as well as I could have. And I want to be able to take the lessons learned from first year and be able to avoid that daunting stress that we talked about 20 minutes ago. Uh, I want to be able to avoid that and try to secure something that like I really, really enjoy. So like sports media entertainment. I'm super, super passionate about that. I've always known that that's something I want to do. So locking something in that area and something that I'm truly excited and interested in. Is really my main goal. Plus, I really want to be able to meet this upcoming class and form great relationships like I did with the class of 2023. Like, some of the people saved my life at times when it came to interviewing, when it came to like stress management, like people like Nico Lindo. I love that guy, former MES president. Like, when I was just an MES member and didn't know what I was going to do in terms of MES, we bonded kind of over like the custom search and he was so calm about it, even though he kind of felt more compounding pressure because graduation was approaching for him at this time. It was like a month out. I see him at the JB Duke and I was feeling so stressed and I was like, I just sit with you for like 10, 15 minutes and talk to you about what's on my mind and made me feel so much better because he was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Well, here's this guy that I met at MIT sports conference. You should email him. And even though like that didn't work out, it was still a great opportunity. And now I'm really inspired by that because now Nick is in Chicago working for the Chicago Fire. He's working in sports, right? Doing something really cool for soccer, for their soccer team. So I definitely want to be able to like not take that for granted this year and maximize the amount of people that I develop those like really good connections or just even moments in time with.
1: What I want out, out of second year is to just create an experience that in five years time, that is going to feel very, very fulfilling. I'm not sure what that's going to look like. So I'm hoping by the end of summer, I have a clear picture of what I need to do just to ensure that by May 2024, I feel like I got absolutely everything out of UQA that I wanted to simply because first year was very much recruiting focused. Like I said, I did not finish recruiting until the very end. So when people started to actually have fun and enjoy life in Fuqua outside of recruiting, I wasn't able to participate. So hopefully in second year, I'm able to do that, be more involved in different clubs. Also being that second year that is there to provide support to first years, because again, like Kareem, some second year class of 2023 saved my life. And I also want to be able to pay forward to people. I want to do a solo travel because I've done it once and it was not a great experience. So hopefully I'm able to do that this year.
2: Where are you going to go? Chapel Hill? <laughs> <laughs> I so far. I want to know where you want to go. Seriously.
1: Though. I want to do Southeast Asia. And I literally said to my friends this when I was like, I'm going to do a solo trip around Southeast Asia in December. And then I invited someone. <laughs> <laughs> So I still need to do a solo trip. I want to be very hands-on with a lot of things. And I need to figure out what those things are going to be without overwhelming myself, of course.
0: Well, I'm excited for this next year with both of you. Thank you for stepping up to lead orientation. Thank you for being on the show today. Of course. Too. Have a great time this week. And let's go, Fuqua. Let's go. Thank <laughs> you. Team and also, Fuqua. thank you
1: for joining O Team. It's been an incredible experience working with you.
2: Yes. And if you're listening to this whole thing, I really want to know. Feedback. Like, if you've made it to this point, what are we at? About an hour? If well, we'll listen, definitely cut it definitely cut <laughs> <of> down. <laughs> if you're listening to this, yes. Message me on Slack or text me, whatever. I want to know what are your thoughts.
1: Do you think I have a future as a podcaster? Let oh,
2: me. I can. Never mind. Just go ahead and cut this. Shut up. All right. Thank you both
0: for enjoying
2: <laughs>